Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The KRMG Evening News with Skylar Cooper. 507 here. It's Monday, the KRMG Evening News. I'm Skyler Cooper. Glad you're with us on this uh, first day of the week. Weekend, again, just flew by too fast. One of our top stories today we want to go a little more in-depth on right now is this uh, the construction of Tulsa's first DDI, Diverging Diamond Interchange. We've got some open mics on this today. I want to encourage folks to, uh, to chime in with their thoughts on the open mic on the KRMG app. Have you been through a Diverging Diamond Interchange, maybe in Springfield or I think there's some others in Missouri as well. There's some conflicting numbers between 100 or 200 of these things across the United States. This will be the first one in Tulsa, but the second one in Oklahoma. There is one on um, I-40 in Elk City. Kind of makes me want to take a road trip just to go see it. Uh, so we're again, this we're, we're talking about is Memorial at the Creek Turnpike 169 interchange. It's had a lot of trouble, that area. I used to live down there, and I can tell you it's miserable at times, um, especially during peak times. And if you've ever been southbound on 169, headed for that Memorial exit, Steve, watch closely. Mm-hmm. It backs up bad. In fact, it, it's up to the ramp and onto the highway lane. Yeah. So I've, I've actually been nearly involved in a chain reaction rear-end type collision there. Oh, yeah. It'll catch you off guard for sure. ODOT thinks this diverging diamond will fix that. Um, I talked to ODOT about it last week. You heard some of that earlier today on KRMG. They think these things, they think it's safer, less, conject, uh, less conject, congested, if I can talk today. Uh, DDIs allow for fewer conflict points, they say, so less opportunity to bump into other cars. Uh, give you a better sight distance at your turns, they say. Uh, for pedestrians, I did see some people raising concerns about pedestrians on our Facebook comments, but they say it's even safer for them because the crossings are actually shorter and you have less to run across. So uh, something to think about there. And of course, the big one, it eliminates left turns across traffic. So you're turning left into a flow of traffic instead of crossing the opposing lanes. Uh, in researching all of this stuff, um, I found a guy who's considering, uh, he is considered a leading expert on this design, the DDI. Um, real quick though, Steve, you've been through one? Yes. Where was it? Just once. Uh, it was in the Springfield, Missouri ah, area. Okay. And uh, let me tell you, be- before you make a road trip for the sole purpose of seeing one of these, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, it was a little anticlimactic. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it really live up to the hype. I mean, it was neat. And anyway, I have to say it was a little be- bewildering at first, uh, but I mean, they couldn't make it more clear. I mean, it would be impossible to continue going straight, right? Because uh, there's a big, you know, raised median. I mean, I don't want to underestimate <laughs> drivers' ability to get confused, but I mean, you'd have to drive up and over median to keep going straight. A lot of people think it'll be uh, easy adjustment here. We're going to hear that here from this gentleman I talked to. Um, this guy says uh, he thought of the idea himself while he was writing a paper in college on transportation. He has been in the industry of transportation for some 25 years now, and he says. He has been directly involved in at least 50 DDI projects, so he knows his way around these things. Um, His name is Gilbert Schlewicki. He currently works for VDOT, the Virginia Department of Transportation. He's worked for uh, several agencies over the years, and I wanted to get his take on this now being built in Tulsa. What is it in your view where the DDI works? What is the biggest benefit of it? So 
the biggest benefit is that that's why I describe it is that right turns are easy and left turns are hard normally because right turns there's no opposing traffic but left turns are have to compete with with the opposing traffic. Well, that's true in the United States, but somewhere place where the left turn left side of the road like England, uh, lefts are easy and rights are hard. So the the concept of the DEI is that let's let's make the right turns easy when you're on the right side of the road, and let's make the left turns easy when you're on the left side of the road, or move you to the left side of the road to make the left turns easy. So because of that, when you cross over to the other side of, of, of the road and you're actually driving the left side of the road, that's when all the left turns happen. And so now the left turns are very easy, and they don't have to be opposed to other traffic. So that's where the DDI really works well is that when there's situations where the there's a lot of turn movements, particularly left turn movements, um, the left turns become very easy in the DDI formation, and that really helps with the traffic flow going through. And then when you cross back over to the right side again, then the right side's are easy. So with a, a lot of train movements, the DDI works really, really well. I'm looking at the schematic, the uh, rendering that our Oklahoma DOT has put out, and you know it looks good. It's it makes sense for the left turns. My skepticism, just as I used to live in this area and I drove it every day. The traffic that's just going under the overpass, does it not back up that north and southbound, in our case, that surface level traffic that has to stop now where previously both directions could flow when the lights were green? Right. So and there's only two traffic lights in the DDI, and they're both for the crossing movements. So right, the northbound and the southbound will not be able to go at the same time anymore. They're going to have to alternate the, their turns. If you have a heavy northbound and heavy southbound at the same exact time, then the DDI might not be so great. But if you have rush hour traffic and it's very heavy northbound in the morning, very heavy southbound in the afternoon or vice versa, the DDI actually works really well in those situations too because you can time the two lights to coordinate really well in, in uh, most directions. There's always one direction that that will get kind of, uh, they might have to stop twice, but we can we can do that for the, for the smaller movement. So as long as you know, there's at least one movement that is not so heavy, then you know, most of the other movements can be synchronized pretty well. Yeah, we do have what you described, which is a you know heavy northbound in the mornings and heavy southbound in the afternoon. So it sounds like that'll work. Yeah. We're hearing from listeners on this as we have posted these renderings and uh, people who have driven them, their comments say, hey, I've done this, it's great. And we've also heard from people who have not driven them and they're on the other side. They're skeptical. They're wondering if this is going to be any better. In your experience, how quickly do drivers adjust to this kind of thing? And have you, have you seen adju- uh, problems in that adjustment period? Yeah, I mean, usually the first week or two of any kind of improvement, whether a DDI or anything, there's always going to be some sort of adjustment. Um, people get used to the new travel pattern. So that's kind of natural. But even even when the transition period, the DDI works pretty pretty well pretty quickly because the way that the DDI is designed, the curbing and the lane marking and the sign, they guide you through the, the DDI very, very nicely. So when you're looking at it from a plan point of view or from an aerial point of view, it kind of looks pretty scary. Like, why would you ever want to do this? But from the driver point of view, it's just like driving on a one-way street. And a lot of times people won't even realize they're driving on the quote-unquote wrong side of the road. They just they just follow the signs, they follow the lane markings, and they're clear to go. And we've we've actually seen uh, from safety numbers that the crashes actually reduced substantially on DDI as compared to just the diamond interchange. Do you think this kind of interchange is going to be the future for problem areas like this one? For DDI, oh, for sure, yeah, because 
they really, what I call the trifecta of, of benefits, they are benefits for operations of the right conditions. And then if the conditions exist, which they exist in many interchanges, then there's two other big benefits. One's the safety benefits. We're seeing crash reductions by about 35, 40% and severe crashes reductions by like 65%, which is pretty amazing from the safety side. And the other thing is the cost because you don't need to add these left turn lanes on the bridge or under the bridge. Your structures can be narrower or shorter. And, and because of that, the structure costs, and along with not needing to have these loop ramps that you need for the, these clearly tip interchanges, which adds a lot of land and the right-of-way costs, those costs are gone from DDI. So we're seeing in DDIs, it can be 30 to 70% lower cost than your next best alternative for an interchange. So the cost, the safety, and the operations is really what makes the DDI such a great alternative in a lot of situations. That is Gilbert Schlubicki. He is an expert on the diverging diamond interchange on the KRMG Evening News, taking some of your thoughts on the open mic. Drive up to Joplin. They put them in after the tornado. At the first of it, it is quite the cluster and there's lots of accidents, but once people get a, the hang of it, it works out pretty well. My husband and I went on vacation in 2020 and went through Cedar City, Utah and went through one of these diverging diamonds. We went through it again to make sure that we weren't confused about it. It was fun. Yeah, so we'll take your thoughts too. Hit that open mic on the KRMG app. Are you excited about this? Have you seen one? You're not so thrilled? Let us know. The open mic on the KRMG app. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.